welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things. I'm Amanda, and I am joined tonight again by my lovely cousin, Matthew. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? How are you? It's been a while. It has been a while. Doing pretty well. Things are going good this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess that's all how you look at it, but... <laughs> True. <laughs> um, we were like what two days in, and Dr. Dre was in the ICU. I was like, "God damn it, 2021! If you do this to me right now already, I'm gonna be so pissed." <laughs> oh, that did happen this year. That's right. And I don't even know how he's doing now. Uh, all the you know insurrections and domestic terrorism distracted me from poor Dr. Dre. I need to check on that. The last time I heard, he was doing well, but he was still in the ICU. Man, Dre's too young to go. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm still healing my wounds from Biggie and that was in the 90s. So that yeah, that's that's before. Well, I mean, I was born in 91, but that's still I was like, really young. Well, good for you. You don't remember the whole East Coast West Coast thing. Looking back on it now, it was really absurd. Like I don't even really understand how it became a thing. It just did, but it was a freaking big deal. Like I just I don't know. When I watch the movies <laughs> now and watch the documentaries, I'm like why why do you guys care isn't there room for everybody (laughs) yeah but yeah well I took a little bit of a hiatus I recorded a quick new year's episode but I've been stuff's in the works but I haven't actually recorded anything so I'm glad we're getting to do this tonight yeah this is fun I know I have a bunch of different lists going and we're a little premature for the Oscars but I think we both know the Oscars are not going to happen or at least not the traditional sense. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about some Oscar movies tonight since we're both going to be heartbroken that there are no Oscar awards to be had this year. Yes. I mean, did any movies even come out last year, really? That, I mean, I, I mean, I know some came out, but not like I haven't heard anything about Oscar nominations, about anything. So I don't really know. Me neither. I mean, I've heard of like, um, the Chicago Seven on Netflix. Oh, I haven't and seen that. I haven't either, but I've heard that is like worthy. Um, it's more. It seems more oriented to streaming movies. <laughs> yeah, because that's basically really what, what everything was. But yeah, besides you, I mean, unless you want to just rate the stuff that happened early last year. Yeah, I mean, there just wasn't enough of a, a movie-going experience last year. You know, a lot of movies that were supposed to be released didn't even get released. So I think, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I honestly haven't looked into it because I just know it's going to make me cry. But <laughs> I don't know, you know, what they're doing. I know, I think the Grammys got maybe postponed is what I heard. But I don't know what they're doing with the Oscars, but there's no way they can have a traditional show because there wasn't a traditional movie season. Yeah, and if they do, because I mean we're doing best um picture winners tonight. If they do choose a best picture winner, it's to me it's not going to be fair. Is that the <laughs> word you were not trying yeah. to say? <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah. If you want to say that, it's just there were so many movies that were supposed to be out that aren't going to be in that did not come out last year. So for the, whoever gets the best picture winner, maybe they do deserve it, but we'll never know if they truly deserved it. 
Right. Well, actually, uh, George and I were talking about that with football season last night because I was like, do you think if if football season hadn't been affected by COVID, do you think the same four teams would still be in these playoffs? And he said yes, but I don't really know. I, I don't. Because it's yeah. hard to know, you know, without COVID and people being out, just like with the college football. But I mean, college football, especially Alabama in the playoff. I mean, fuck, it's every fucking year now. Can Nick uh-huh. Saban just retire or go somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so over Alabama. Okay, sorry. <laughs> everybody is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody's on the SEC's leg all the time. And it's just like, Find a new dog, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> or find a new fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so anyways, um, I was glad that Baker Mayfield was in the game today, and I'm sad that the Browns and Baker lost. And yeah, what are you going to do? Maybe next yeah. year. But I do wonder Maybe. if they would have still been there. <laughs> yeah. And same thing was with Ohio State. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they proved themselves against Clemson, but still, would they have made it to that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, George was glad, so I, I was like, okay, well, I'll cheer on the Buckeyes <laughs> with you since OU didn't make it. <laughs> Ashley but, was cheering on with me, too. <laughs> yeah, the uh, it was a it was an ugly night in the Kohlhofer house on that Monday playoff championship game. <laughs> Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I don't like about watching the Buckeyes with George is that he takes it so personally. Like, I mean, I get like mad and I yell at the TV and like whatever, but when the game's over, I'm like, meh, well, he's like, <laughs> so one time, this is when we first started dating. We were in an OU game uh-huh. and it was me and a friend and a few other friends. We were all at Campus Corner and the Buckeyes were playing and we had been dating maybe six months, maybe eight months. Like it, it hadn't been long. It hadn't been quite uh-huh. a year yet. And we were watching and the Buckeyes are losing and he was just being pissy. Like he was just being a little whiny bitch. And I was like, dude, <laughs> it's just a game. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> I... So dude did not, he stopped speaking to us. We started walking towards the stadium and he straight up ditched us. He straight oh, up geez. like he straight up outpaced us by like however many steps that we couldn't keep up with him and he just left us. And I was like, man, fucking baby. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. I'm just like, I can't take it that personally. Like, I mean, I I get my feelings, but when the game's over, I'm I'm over those feelings. Like it's okay. Yeah. I'm also an OU fan and I'm used to them choking at important moments so maybe that's why i'm like meh (laughs) so i don't i don't get i mean i'll get hurt but i don't like that i more take heck i don't even get that far when it's like comes to personal level of losing and i hate losing so does (laughs) ashley though yeah george and i are on a whole other level of competitive um our motto is if you don't lose friends playing a game you're not playing hard enough (laughs) dang that's awesome i like that motto yeah yeah he's (laughs) way worse than me though (laughs) yeah i mean if you're not prepared to lose a friend over a draw four and uno you just you aren't fit to play with me 
So yeah, we're super crazy competitive and I usually have to bend to George's will because he is a, he's very sneaky. He, he doesn't cheat per se, like technically you can't call it cheating, but he finds loopholes or in some cases, like his father used to do, he makes up new rules as you go along, like to games you don't know about. (laughs) Like when I learned to play canasta, him and his dad would both be like, oh, well, actually, you can't do that because there's this rule. And I'd be like, um, I've been playing canasta for 27 years and I've never heard of this rule. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. They taught me. But yeah, George and his dad, George the second, they were uh, they were very good at finding loopholes. I guess that's what I'll call it. See, I don't I don't do that. So I, I try to find weaknesses oh um, yeah that's the like strategy. if you don't like if you don't see something i don't say it <laughs> exactly and then i use that against you or we play a trading card game called magic the gathering and a lot of times when we compete we don't have the decks like as high end as some of the others so i try to use talking as a distraction (laughs) to try to get them off their game sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't it just really depends but i definitely try to talk of a different subject yeah (laughs) on their turn mostly (laughs) what usually ends up biting me is when i'm playing with george and we're um like in canasta we've learned we can't be on the same team because if i do anything that isn't what he would do he loses his shit so <laughs> we either we have to play against each other like that's the rule no matter if it's just us or there's other people involved we can't be on the same team mm. um but a lot of times when we're playing against each other so like uh last weekend we were playing the blockbuster game i don't know if you've seen this but it's a I think so it's like in a blockbuster video case Oh, and, interesting. And it's a movie trivia game, basically. And so we played with another couple, and it was girls against guys. And I was just trying to be nice. So they missed one, or they didn't technically say the movie title right. And I was like, nah, I'll give it to you. <laughs> and then later, he wouldn't give it to me for the same exact thing. And I was like, the <laughs> fuck? Oh, that's what we're doing. I was like, you're sleeping in the guest room, fool. <laughs> I mean, you uh, can't be, be nice us. when you play with us. Yeah, apparently. Like, you <laughs> let your guard down for one second. Like, you leave out the word the, and I decide to give it to you. And then when I do it, you're like, no, no, no. You forgot it's uh, the Patriot. Like, shut up. <laughs> uh, that dude is a stickler for details. That's okay. No, I already know. We already <laughs> discussed that our kid's yeah. going to be a winner. <laughs> we are we're yes. always on winners of this house you're either first or your last <laughs> exactly we're gonna be <laughs> second place is the first place loser <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, anyway okay well so i guess we can move on from that now my husband's <laughs> gonna get mad that i trash talked him but yeah oh well he'll just use it as fuel for the next time we play canasta. losing is the newest covid symptom exactly <laughs> By the way, people, I am not 70 years old. Canasta is actually fun. If you don't believe me, I suggest trying it. It's not just for old people. (laughs) That's my disclaimer. Okay. (laughs) So what are you drinking tonight, Matthew? So I'm not drinking wine because we don't have any. We have (gasps) some champagne, but 
I didn't think about trying it out to see if it still was okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually drinking Pepsi Vanilla, which is my substitute for vanilla coats since I can't get anywhere. Really interesting. I, I can't get vanilla Coke anywhere, so I'm just drinking Pepsi Vanilla. Yay. Okay. <laughs> I could put some crown in it. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing here? This is a drinking show. I mean. Gosh, my bad. <laughs> damn it. I... Amateur. This isn't your first time here. Let's pause. <laughs> <laughs> Have Ashley bring you some crown and. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I actually haven't been drinking for a few days because I've been under the weather, but today Mm -hmm. was the first day. I kind of felt good. So, and I was like, I'm recording. This is a drinking show. Power through it, you little bitch. So. Gosh, (laughs) you're making me feel like a dick. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, (laughs) like, have we met? (laughs) No, we. Actually, (laughs) so everybody can understand what I'm having here, I'm going to pour a little. That is the Cupcake Sauvignon Blanc, which I think I have discussed the Sauvignon Blanc before. They're all, most of the ones I drink are pretty similar. Some are a little more crisp or dry than others, but Cupcake wines are all really good. I haven't never had one that I don't like. And plus it's called Cupcake and the label's pretty. And it's reasonably priced. I mean, 10 bucks for this bottle, which is not bad. And, uh... Yeah, but just, you know, I felt like red wine was going to be too heavy since I haven't been drinking. So, yeah, I thought Sauvignon Blanc would hit the spot, but I've also been trying not to drink as much wine because I need to lose some weight. So there's that. (laughs) Well, all right. So uh, I guess we'll get to our list. So speaking of Oscar stuff and we don't know what's going to happen, we had planned to do some post-Oscar podcasts, but I I just don't think we're going to get that. So tonight, yeah. <sighs> sad. Okay. The fashion. My God, I want to cry. Anyway, <laughs> we are going to count down our top five favorite Oscar winning movies, uh, best picture winners of all time. So I, I wouldn't say that my top five necessarily all rank in my top five favorite movies of all time, but they are my top five favorite best picture winners. Yeah, this is more of a personal thing to me, not more so much critic. Well, yeah, it's me too. More, yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, yeah, critically acclaimed, blah, 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 whatever. I picked the ones that I like to watch the most. So mm-hmm. there you go. All right. So and we did decide that we the year we will be using is the year that the Oscar was given to them, not the year that the movie came out. So in case anybody gets confused, it's the year the Oscars were held and they received the award, which would mean the movie came out the previous year. Okay. So I will let you go first. And what do you have for number five? Disclaimer might be spoilers. (laughs) Oh, yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For number five, and this is difficult with my number six. (laughs) Mm. Um, because I did a top ten. I just figured like we'll do a top ten and yeah. we'll go from there. Um, but so my number five is Russell Crowe, a beautiful mind. Mm, that's a good one. It is a good one. <laughs> All right. So tell us about a beautiful mind for those who haven't so, seen it. <laughs> 
A Beautiful Mind um, stars Russell Crowe as John Nash, who is a he's genius. A, he a, yeah, he's a genius. He's a mathematical genius, I believe. Yes, yes a mathematical genius. And um, you lost me right there. That's, that's it. <laughs> Math is not my jam. You, I, we would have nothing to talk about. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> No, he just um, he made a astonishing discovery in his uh, early career and stood on the brink of international acclaim. Um, but his um, you know, apparently he was known for his decades-long battle of schizophrenia. Okay, okay. He must have, I know he was. See, I figured. I thought it was autism. It was like um, I thought it was like Asperger's. Right. Okay. I thought so. Now you know. Now. Now I'm not prepared. <laughs> I'm not prepared. He spent several years at psychiatric hospitals being treated for paranoid schizophrenia. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and then his struggles with illness and his recovery became the basis for a beautiful mind. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, and then, shoot. uh, so Paul I wasn't it. I didn't know that. I haven't seen that movie in a long time and I've only seen it once, but Russell Crowe is phenomenal. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while either. I do know that I really did like it, but well, it's, I didn't on, know it's that on Paul your top Bettany five. I mean, yeah, Paul Bettany is awesome. Yeah, no, I I really do like it. And if we're going with like Russell Crowe movies, this would probably be my number two compared to um, Cinderella Man. Oh, okay. Well, there's another Russell Crowe movie that. Is that the only Russell Crowe movie you have? On here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, hold the phone. We didn't do our uh, how many do we have in common. Oh, Which yeah. your number five doesn't change mine. I still think it's going to be one. And that, that's um, a tentative one. But I think it's going to be one. <laughs> because most of mine came out before you were born. <laughs> uh, well, then I'm going to say one as well. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Maybe. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. There's only one I think we might have in common. And if that's not it, I don't think there's anything else. But I could be wrong. I know that your movie span goes back before you were born, but pretty much all of mine came out before you were born or close to when you were born. So I just gave <laughs> that away, but that's okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. I own several shirts from this store for all of my favorite teams, including the Oklahoma City Thunder, Thunder Up, and the Oklahoma Sooners. If you're enjoying the SIP list and would like to support the podcast, you can go to podgo.co slash fanatics and get 25% off your next order. That's podgo.co slash fanatics. Boomer Sooner, Thunder Up, thank you, and goodbye. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So no, for- that's fine. I feel like you're going to hate me for not having one on here, but we'll see. Uh-oh, that we'll might see. be the one I think we'll have in common. We're going to see. Okay. <laughs> now I'm getting skeptical. Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting A Beautiful Mind, although it's a great movie, but It is go. a good movie. Okay. So my, and also what year was that? That was, um, so that came, uh, that one, uh, in 02. 
Okay. Yeah, so it came out in 2001. Okay. So my number five is the 1995 Oscar winner, Forrest Gump, which is just such a good movie on so many levels. And I cry every time I watch it. Like, (laughs) I remember one time I watched it and George and his roommate were there and they were just both looking at me like I was insane when he's, you know, talking to Jenny at her grave. And I'm like, how can this not make you cry? Like, just... I, I don't know. Tom Hanks is definitely one of my favorite actors of all time. He is so versatile. And he, Forrest Gump, he just made him feel like such a real person. I mean, he did great. There was one thing that I did not understand <laughs> until later <laughs> is when the principal goes over and visits <gasps> his mom. I yes. didn't get that until later in life. I didn't either. <laughs> I totally didn't either. And later I was like, wait, his mom fucked the principal so he could go to that school? Dear God. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the things yeah. we do for our kids. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that either. And I on so this has been up for debate on the internet, and I don't think the filmmakers have ever actually cleared it up. But one other thing I didn't understand until I was older was what killed Jenny. The general consensus is that she died from AIDS. And that's what I think, Mm -hmm. too. But there's other theories out there that it might be like hepatitis or something else. And I'm like, oh, interesting. But no, I mean, I think without coming out and saying she had AIDS, they made it pretty clear that she partied her way through the 70s and early 80s and contracted a virus that they don't know how to cure, which was the case in the early 80s with AIDS. So yeah. without saying HIV or AIDS, I I could be wrong, and but the filmmakers have never said it, so I assume that's what killed her. And, uh, okay. you know, I don't know. Is that what you think, too? Or I mean, I think so, too. I guess it's been a while since I've seen it, so I didn't realize they didn't come out and just say it. Yeah, I thought they, they did, but apparently yeah. I guess they didn't, so. Yeah, she just basically says, I have a virus, and they don't know what it is, and they don't know what to do about it. Which so, really leads right to Yeah, AIDS. I mean, they bring you right to the edge of the water, but they don't throw you in with that. So I think that you can make that assumption. But even if you don't, I mean, I I love the heart of Forrest Gump, how he's just obviously he's got some mental incapacities, but he's so pure and you just want to be like him in that way. Like you, you want to be a smart person, but you also, I mean, when he meets his son and he starts crying, asking if he's smart. Oh my God, that broke my heart into just like a million pieces. And Tom Hanks did such a good job. So, yeah. Is that the one that you think we had in common? No. Okay. Because, yeah, I, don't hate me, guys, but that was not on my list. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, again, that movie came out in 1994. I mean, yeah. you were a baby. Or were you even born yet? What year were you born? 93? 91. Oh, okay. So Actually, I was born in 93. Yeah. Out of curiosity, I'm looking up because that reminds me of I Am Sam. Was that an Oscar winner, too? I don't think so. Not for Best Picture. I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember okay. seeing it on the list. Okay. Um, there's definitely a lot of nominees I could have gone with, but, you know, just best picture winners. 
Forrest Gump's one of my favorite movies, and the score is freaking amazing. And oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie about that. Oh my god, it just hits you right in the feels. So yeah. <laughs> The whole quote, life is like sabots of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get, does not go into this day and age anymore. Because with allergies out there, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that quote is just so like, and plus now they put what you're getting inside the box. But <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> I can just remember being a kid with a random box of chocolates going, oh, I wonder what's in this one. Let me bite into it. Like, it, it's so true. Like, it's, like it's just so true. Birdie Bot's ever flavored beans for chocolates. <laughs> right. Like, uh, don't don't give me the cherry one, but <laughs> that you don't know till you bite into it. And I think that's a good philosophy for life. You don't know what you're going to get unless you try it out. So. Yeah, that, that's true. That's all philosophical. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's move on to number four. What do you have? Speaking of jumping into the water. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, my number four is the Oscar winner of Best Picture of in '98, and it's the Titanic. Whoop, whoop. Well, not the Titanic. Yeah, I'll say, Titanic. Uh, don't do that. George would throw you out of the game. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Everybody's I will say we it. have this in common. We have this in common. I won't tell you what number it is, but this is the one that I thought we would have, and we do have this in common. Okay, this is kind of the one that I thought too. Okay. <laughs> um, it never gets old to watch it. <laughs> that's nope. for sure. Um, to me, this is, I know it's one of the top grossing movies ever, but with um, inflammation, I think it's even higher than others. Inflation. Or an inflation. Yeah, not inflammation. Yeah. <laughs> inflation. Did it have a sore? <laughs> <laughs> no. But I, and don't yeah. quote me on that, but I know it's to be on the top list of top grossing movies for so long, for all these years. I, I mean, know that it was. And then um, I think it was the Avatar. first. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Avatar beat it. But the one thing I do know is it was the first movie to reach the billion dollar mark. Okay. I did not know that. I think other movies have surpassed it since then. Like, I think Avatar was one of them, like you said, but I know it was the first, um, the first to reach like worldwide over 1 billion. Yeah. Cause I got a bots office of two point, um, round up 2.2 billion with a $200 million budget. There you go. Um, so what do you I like mean about for James this movie? Cameron to lapse his own movie? Like <laughs> yeah, <guitar. laughs> how does James Cameron keep freaking doing that? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Russo brothers just did it with um, Endgame. Yeah, well, so I will say, like, I love that James Cameron has, you know, done all this stuff. He's phenomenal. Blah blah blah. But I did love, and I don't know if this movie's on your list, so I won't go into the movie itself. But I love that she beat him out for an Oscar as best director because she's his ex-wife for Hurt Locker, Catherine Bigelow. Okay. They were both nominated for best director the same year. I think it was 2007, 2008. Yeah. I just remember it was the Hurt Locker. Yeah. Yeah. And that she, she beat him. I was just so like, oh my God. Yes. By James Cameron. No, I'm just kidding. I yeah. like James Cameron, but <laughs> I was kind of I was kind of stoked that his ex-wife beat him out for best director. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Titanic. 
Yes. So what do you love about Titanic? The music. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was Avatar, by the way. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Hurt Locker beat Avatar for Best Picture Award. Which, and I could get into that. Like, yeah. Avatar was beautiful, but nowadays that could be created similar simply or similar yeah. simple. Yeah. But um, the Hurt Locker is just on a whole other level of, you know, it, it is emotional, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Titanic, anyway, Titanic. <laughs> I just, it's the love story, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's everybody, this guy that won his ticket and proves himself to this rich girl and they have a thing and then the whole ending, which I still think that she could have saved them, but yeah, <laughs> you know that Mythbusters did a whole episode about that. <laughs> Where it, there was like plenty of room on yes, that. Board. <laughs> yes, like <laughs> it's insane how many George. George gets so mad when we talk about. It. He's like that stupid bitch. He could have fit on that door with her, and she just <laughs> didn't make room for him. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but he was being the gentleman. And but yeah, I remember seeing an episode of MythBusters where they like took measurements and did weight stuff, and was like, yeah, they could have both fit on that piece of wood. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that love story. And rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Oh, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good in that. And, um, you know, so when they first, it was right before the movie came out, they had come out with that little submarine. And they were like, you can go down and see the Titanic. Like, I remember somebody saying they were going to pay like a million dollars so they could go down and see it. And I was like, Oh, bucket list. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> like <laughs> that I would, be cool. I would love that. Like I, and I think a lot of people are, and I can't really explain why, but I am so fascinated by the Titanic. And I think it's just, maybe it's just the people and like the hope that they had and all the, you know, all the different people, some who already lived in America, some who were going there for the first time, and these people that built this boat were just so freaking, you know, oh, this is the best boat in the history of the world. And then, well, I, I, I don't know. I think it, the tragedy gets a lot of people. I think a lot of people, it's, I think it's why you like, or why I like true crime. You're drawn to tragedy for some reason, and maybe it just makes <laughs> me a dark person, even though I'm not, but it just, it fascinates me. I know. So I was growing up Baptist and Christian. Mm -hmm. I know that I've heard that um, younger me has heard that since the, if it was the designer, builder, creator, whoever, um, quote, God can't even ship the, or sink the ship. Yeah. And that's kind of like the whole Christianity thing behind them that, well, you, because I forget what's in the Bible about that, but yeah, yeah. but that's, I'm <laughs> that's a Christian and I don't believe that for one fucking second. God would not punish <laughs> 2000 people because one guy said, God can't take this shit. God would just get them later. That's what I think. I mean, I feel like that too, but God yeah. would have been like, catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> couldn't help myself. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, it, well, that's a whole and, other discussion. But I don't really. Yeah, I don't subscribe this, to that brand of faith. <laughs> and seeing this as I don't want to say 
I don't want to say I was a kid, but like an early teen. Of course, I didn't see this when it came out. I was only six. <laughs> but um, as like an early teen, seeing this for the first time, scientifically, I did not get how this small piece of ice <laughs> could damage this big ship and then come to find out later that most of the iceberg is underwater. <laughs> well, yeah, they show you in the movie. They give you that little diagram. It's like, okay, this is what happened, which I've I also seen remember on Discovery that. Channel. but. <laughs> I, I can tell you I've watched pretty much everything there is and read pretty much everything there is about the Titanic. And I even saw the Titanic exhibit at the museum when they were like touring it. So, oh. which was the coolest thing. So when you go in, um, which this, I can't remember, this is maybe like 10 years ago. It's been a while, but you go in and they give you a ticket. They give you like a boarding pass and it has a name okay. on it and a number and you go all the way through the museum, and at the end, you find out if your person lived or died. It's that's interesting. So cool. <laughs> My person died, by the way. Oh, I, I was so in that's the interesting. I was in the third class. I was in the lower the lower decks. It's okay. Wow. Oh. So you didn't have a chance. <laughs> yeah, I had no shot. Okay. No shot. Well, now if, if you would have stole a kid exactly <laughs> i'm a child shut you, up billy zane yeah you might have had a shot God, i hate that guy <laughs> oh i hate him so much oh okay uh, well i have a few more things to say about titanic but i will save them until we get to mine because it is on my list so okay, that is sure. that is the one i thought we would have in common so we're good there okay okay and then i guess that's where it ends <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe probably but maybe my number four, I'm, I'm, I kind of think you might have, but I'm not sure. We'll see. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so my number four is the 2000 Best Picture winner, American Beauty. Nope. Nope. Okay. Have you seen <laughs> American Beauty? Maybe once, but I do not remember it. Okay. So this movie has um, Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey right? <laughs> Annette Bening, Mina Suvari, who was just coming off, you know, American Pie, um, Thora Birch, who's been, you know, I, I just remember her from, uh, oh my God, what's the name of that movie? Uh, okay. Now and Then, that's the name of that movie. Okay, sorry. So American Beauty is, so this is one of the reasons I like this because prior to like the mid to late nineties, Oscar winners were, I don't want to say textbook or standard, but, or mainstream, they were mainstream movies. Like everybody had seen it. Everybody had heard of it late nineties into now that's when you start getting the indie movies like the movies that didn't make big theater debuts or that people maybe hadn't even heard of and then all of a sudden they pop up the oscars and everybody's like what the hell and so american beauty was one of those and it didn't get big like studio stuff it didn't get a lot of advertisement i saw it by accident honestly um oh. <laughs> we, we well so we went to the movie theater and i can't even remember what we were going to see but it was sold out and so we saw american beauty and we're just like well we're here let's just watch a movie so oh. but this was kind of one of the you know kind of first like i said indie films to to win an oscar but the movie's amazing 
Kevin Spacey. I freaking love him. I hate all the. I think we had this discussion yeah. before stuff yeah, that he, the house of cards. yeah, supposedly has done and just. But damn, God, he is a fucking good actor. Like he has not made a movie that I don't like. Like you think about that. Like, can you name somebody that has not made a movie you don't like? He's on that list. Like <laughs> I can't think of anything he's done that was bad. But basically, so you have this guy and he's kind of going through this midlife crisis. And so, you know, he's fed up with his wife. She's having an affair. His daughter's kind of a little brat. The kid across the street has a Nazi dad, which is interesting. Mm. And all of this, I don't really know how to describe it. All this different stuff happens, but he just kind of basically, it's kind of like office space where he just gives up his job and says, fuck it all. And just goes and does what he wants. Okay. Um, He's also infatuated with his daughter's friend, which is pretty pervy. And um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a, it was like a satire, but also a drama, but just kind of like about middle-class America. Like, you know, on the outside, it's what you think middle-class America is. But then when you look deeper in, it's a lot more fucked up than what you think it is. Okay. So, yeah. So anyway, I just, it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Alice and Janney is also briefly in it. And she is one of just my favorite actresses ever. She's so amazing. She has a very small part, like not even like, don't watch it for her, but <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying she's in it. If you're trying to find more famous people in it. So yeah. Yeah. I guess um, I'll have to watch it. Cause I, I feel like I have watched it, but I don't remember it at all. I if would, I've even watched it. <laughs> if you even if you have or if you haven't, I would watch it again with just like a fresh perspective. It's so it's so good and it's beautiful. Like the mm-hmm. cinematography, the score, like all of that stuff is beautiful aside from the story, which is I say you watch it and report back to me. Now I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you have for your number 3? My number three is the Best Picture winner of 93 um, is Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. That's a good movie. That is a good one. It is. I mean, Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, Gene Hackman, Richard Harris, all great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You definitely can't go wrong with that. Uh, No, you can't. So I haven't seen it in a while, so kind of refresh... Refresh me on what that's about. <laughs> so basically, there was a prostitute that got murdered, and, and her fellow brothel workers or prostitutes, <laughs> or co <co-work, laughs> workers, the official say. term is sex workers. Sex workers um, wanted the sheriff to do something, uh, post a reward for the murder, blah, blah, blah. Um, he doesn't allow, doesn't allow things like that to happen. And then, of course, the sheriff is played by Gene Hackman, so oh, you can kind of get I that. Love him. You can kind of get that vibe <laughs> about him not wanting people to go out there and kind of just leave it be. And of course, he's not the greatest sheriff to bring up justice, but <laughs> um, that's where Clint Eastwood and um, uh, Morgan Freeman come along, and or no, actually. 
for some reason, I thought Morgan Freeman was with Clint Eastwood. Maybe Morgan Freeman comes along. Ah, it has been a while, too, because <laughs> I thought it was Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman were the ones to go um, take down these murderers that killed the prostitute. But then I'm reading that it was Clint Eastwood and the other florid um, English Bob Richard Harris come to collect the reward. Okay. But I'm almost positive that Morgan Freeman was along the side of the two of them, too. I mean, Morgan Freeman does play in it, but basically they come, they track the person that, or persons is, I think it was more than one group, um, who did the murder, but of course, um, getting a confrontation with Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman is phenomenal. He's another one of those that I don't think he's done anything that I don't like. I don't think so. I mean. Even Heartbreakers, which was like kind of a dumb movie. I still loved it, but. (laughs) I don't think I've seen that. The ones I can think of are this. Um, what was it with uh, Sharon Stone and um, Leo? Um, oh, Russell Crowe was in it too. Um, oh wow, I have no the idea. Quick and the talking. Dead. Oh okay, yeah. Um, I like um, the Firm. He's amazing in the Firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the one with Will Smith? Enemy uh, of the was state. That enemy of state. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say public enemy, but that was John. <laughs> and oh my gosh, there is another one with him and Clint Eastwood. And it's not. Okay, hold on. Because it's not a big, well known movie, but it is amazing. Hold on. I got to I I I look it up. One. So Gene Hackman is uh, the president. And Clint Eastwood is this, uh, like, thief, robber guy. Laura Linney's in this movie. And Gene Hackman is having an affair with this woman. And Clint Eastwood is robbing. Okay, so he's not the president. I I take that back. Um, He's friends with the president. He's some kind of, like, government guy. And he's having an affair with the president's wife. And so Clint Eastwood is robbing him. And he's in the closet when he comes home with this woman and they're doing it. And then she dies. And so this guy covers it up and it's the president's wife. And it's, it's like, Oh crap. What is the name of this movie? It is so freaking good. That sounds really good. It's so good. Um, I'll find it. But anyway, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll find it, but it's no, that's really fine. good. I feel um, like I messed up the synopsis of this because I thought <laughs> It was different in my head, and then when I'm reading it on paper, because I really thought that it was that, um, because I know one of the prostitutes went to get um, Clint Eastwood, and Clint Eastwood went to get Morgan Freeman, I thought it was, and then Richard Harris came along later. But maybe it was um, (laughs) Clint Eastwood got Richard Harris, and then Morgan Freeman came along later. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I got... I haven't seen uh, it in so long, so... But, yeah, it's a good movie. Um, It's... it's, I don't want to say it's, like, the most um, original plot, (laughs) but it is really well done. Okay, cool. And when I say original plot, like... Somebody dies, somebody, you know, goes and gets somebody to save or track down their murder, you know. Right. No, that sounds interesting. And like I said, I know I've seen it, but it's been a really long time, so I'll have to check it out again. Um, oh, Gene Hackman was also Lex Luthor. Can we not forget about that? Holy crap. <laughs> no, I don't I think 
I've seen one movie with um I can't even think of his Superman his for shame. <laughs> uh was he the Let's Luther with um Christopher Reeves? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, the name of that movie is Absolute Power. I recommend watching it. It is a phenomenal movie that does not get enough credit. It's so good. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of. Yeah, okay, I never that had came out either. Ninety seven as well. That came out in ninety seven. Yeah, I just happened to stumble upon it one day. Like I don't remember it in the theaters. I had never heard of it, and I was watching it. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is so fucking good." <laughs> Ed but Harris it, is in it. Yes. Oh, I love Ed Harris. He's a. He's, he's another one dick. on my list, actually, that has not done a movie I don't like. Interesting. We're getting a lot of those. He's a okay. dick in a lot of movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. The Patsy Cline movie where he plays her husband. I'm like, damn it, dude. <laughs> Westworld. See, I haven't seen that. Never mind. <laughs> okay. He's an Apollo National 13, treasure. right? <laughs> oh, yeah. National Treasure. Damn it. Okay. So, yeah, he was a good guy in <laughs> Apollo 13, though. Yeah. Because he was just um, control. Yeah. Ed, Ed Harris is, but he's a good actor. So. Okay, so my number three for sure is not going to be on your list. I'm going to doubt you've even seen this. And people are going to say it's cliche, but I promise it's not. I actually really, really love this movie and even read the book. And it is the 1940 Oscar winner, Gone with the Wind. This movie is like four or five hours long. And (laughs) I know that it has a lot of problematic issues now but i think it also portrays how things really were back then and i just i love this movie i can't get enough of it it's just so beautiful and tragic and just you know obviously i didn't live back then so i don't know and i'm sure you know it's a it's a romance you know it's fiction but it's based on a lot of real things that happened i mean you know, when they show the Chicago fire and, you know, slavery and plantations and the Civil War and just the, you know, watching these rich people go from super rich to, you know, Scarlett O'Hare is making a dress out of curtains so she can look nice. Like, I just, I don't know. And the love story and the, it's just, it's, oh my God, it rips my heart out. It's such a good movie. So, yeah. I, I think maybe I started a long time ago yeah but i don't think i've ever finished it it's long and it definitely has some slow parts and it's i mean it's historical fiction so it's different language different vernacular different anything that we're used to in modern society mm-hmm. but it was the highest earning film up to that point so it was the biggest you know money maker um I think with inflation, isn't still the highest grossing film? I don't know. That's interesting. I have to look. I know that. I think ha- it is. Hattie McDaniel was the first African American woman to win an Academy Award. She won for Best Actress. She played the um, one of their housekeepers, or I don't think she. I don't want to call her a slave because I don't think she was a slave, but maybe that's what she was. But she was like their. You know, I would call her their maid. She was the one that tended to all the household needs. So I don't technically know what she was classified as. But either way, 
Hattie McDaniel, amazing. And first African-American to win a best or to win an Academy Award. I thought was awesome. And for the time, you know, the cinematography and I mean, I'm just in love with that. Not with Civil War per se, but with that time period of like, you know, the outfits and the pomp and circumstance of it all. Not the slavery, not, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say that because I'm not really in love with it, but I just love the outfits. That's basically it, the fashion. <laughs> yeah. No, I Real quick, I did look it up and Gone with the Wind adjusted for inflation is still the highest grossing movie. Nice. And then it's Avatar. <laughs> and, and Scarlett O'Hara is a fucking force to be reckoned with. Like, you think that she's this prissy little spoiled girl and and she is but then you see her picking up their entire family when they've lost everything and she's like you know her sisters are crying about picking cotton and and she's like shut up just shut up and do it you're gonna do this because this is what we have to do our home is important our land is important and we're gonna rise again and i liked i liked her uh her fortitude she's a sounds like a powerful movie it's very powerful. And the whole Scarlet and Rhett love story. Oh, God, don't even get me into that. Um, Scarlet had her flaws, for sure. She she had a lot of issues. But the power and the resilience that she had was, you don't expect it when you start the movie, for sure. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Okay. What's well, another movie for you to check out when you have, like, a long Saturday or Sunday? Because it's, like, four hours long. Or you break yeah. it up into two parts. <laughs> All right. Well, we're down to number two. And what do you have? So my next two movies do not break after 2000 or don't break before 2000. Okay. So I'm going to say that. Well, then we do not have them in common. So we're, so we're to one. We're one. We're done. Okay. <laughs> I was right. What, what? Um, okay. But my next movie is a four hour movie. <laughs> uh oh. Um. And this is personal too, so don't yell at me for this. But it is um, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Oh, okay, I'm not going to get mad about that. I mean, I know those are good movies. I, I I've mean, just never seen them. I know it's mainstream and probably that one of the best more picture? iconic mainstream. Yeah, yep. Interesting. Okay. It um, won Best Picture in '04. Okay, it is probably, to my knowledge, like. I don't want to say this. Like when you say Lord of the Rings, everybody knows that. So like one of the very top, (laughs) one of the very top iconic best picture movies, I would probably say. Yeah. Because everybody knows pretty much Lord of the Rings. Right. Of course, J.R. Tolkien was just phenomenal with his writing because I didn't read them all. But, um, it's just a great movie. I mean, the cinematics, the story, the actors, the just the the finale in Mordor. Just <laughs> it was just yeah. Yeah, so I, I haven't I, seen I, them. Um, I was gonna say I don't know if I want to. I mean, I could say plot, but it's not gonna make sense because <laughs> it's, it's the last the third one, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but so oh. what is the general premise of Lord of the Rings? Like, I'm sure most people oh. know, but just for, like, the general overall story. So it centers around the One Ring, which 
they are trying to the fellowship which of the rings of the rings <laughs> sorry <laughs> um revolts around destroying this one ring because it is manipulative which is why Gollum kind of turned the way that he did because he was a natural real person before he turned into his creature like Andy Circus <laughs> creation right. um but so the whole journey is them just destroying the ring Saron who serves for Saruman who was the original owner of this ring him and his orc armies are trying to get the ring so it's just a battle of forces of good and evil why Frodo this hobbit is trying to take on this big journey <laughs> and destroy <laughs> this little golden ring okay it yeah it's it's got some um oh what do I, I don't oh some like christianity feel to it a little bit okay um and that's not why i like it i'm just saying that because i i mean him and uh c.s lewis were great friends so some of their writings kind of fed off of each other a little bit but um no it's wizardry it's dungeons and dragons kind of thing if you want to say (laughs) it's full-on fantasy but it's got so many good i mean Liv Tyler. Oh, yeah. She I, was like, <laughs> keep it in your pants. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> no, she's hot and, and a good actress. So, yes, that was like, oh, <laughs> I love her. Childhood fantasy back then. But I would not kick her out of bed. I'm just saying. Dang. <laughs> I would not. I don't think George would let you kick her out of bed. <laughs> I don't think so either because I think she's probably some kind of freak in the bedroom. Just saying. But she's gorgeous either way. Uh, but um and i think that's where we kind of first got andy circus to do his whole i don't want to say monkey kind of stuff but like just the way that he portrays Gollum, the way that he portrayed um um, sorry (laughs) yeah no the way that he portrayed um caesar and um plans of the apes he just has a lot of good talent to know how right to put into character like how animals and them move and yeah i am one of those few people that has not seen any of the well so i started watching the first one with a group of people way back in the day and i was only watching it because a guy wanted to watch it and i think i fell asleep (laughs) cuddling with him and that was it and i just i don't know i mean i think it's cool and i definitely appreciate the artistry and the cinematography and the i just it's just not for me but I do appreciate it, and I definitely understand that as a choice. So yeah, no, that is just yeah. Like I'm in the minor. <laughs> I'm in the minority. I'm sure it's kind of like with Harry Potter. Harry Potter is cool, and I would enjoy watching the movies, but I wouldn't necessarily read the books, or it's just not my jam. But so I still subject, appreciate it. Off subject, do you have any like mainstream fad? series like lord of the rings harry potter um hunger game any twilight and hunger games okay i love i've read all the books i've seen all the movies and yeah they're they're mainstream and whatever but i don't i don't care i thought thought, yeah i I thought the twilight books were phenomenal i mean i am very upset and can't get around the whole how did a vampire impregnate a human but 
whatever it's fiction, I'll go with it. So yeah. That's when True Blood came out too. Yeah. I I would say um, Twilight and Hunger Games, and then to go super old school, Flowers in the Attic series, which didn't become a whole series of movies, so I guess that didn't really count, but it did on okay. Lifetime. But... I, I was going to say, I do remember Flowers in the Attic and um, Petals in the Wind, was it? Petals in the Wind, and then If There Be Thorns and Seeds of Yesterday, yeah. <laughs> Lifetime See, and I never, did I never, a whole thing. Did they do all of them? Because I've only Life- seen the first two. Lifetime did the first four. So uh, there is a fifth one called Garden of Shadows that goes back. It's a prequel to the first one. And it's about the grandmother. It's about uh, okay. her upbringing. And it's that would really be interesting. interesting. Because in that one, you find out, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Wah, wah. In, <laughs> so you know that in Flowers in the Attic that the mom, Corinne, and her husband, Chris, are... Mm-hmm. Uncle, uncle and niece. So he's her uncle. She's his niece. In Garden of Shadows, you find out they're actually brother and sister. Oh, what? Mind blown. (laughs) Right. You need a sound effects board. I do. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I thought Flowers in the Attic was like just. I, I mean, I was mind blown. I, I didn't read the book, but I was mind blown with the movie. Like, what? But I mean, are you, you talking the original it, or the lifetime version? The lifetime version. Okay. But I mean, when you think about it, if you're up there that long, growing up with your sister and your brother, yeah. I, I mean, mean it, and you go through puberty and stuff. It's like, what do you? Those hormones are right. What do you do? Like, right. <laughs> and you're the only. They're the only person you have to rely on emotionally. Mm -hmm. So it's not even just the physical attraction aspect, which, yeah, if you don't have any other, if you're not exposed to people that are outside your family that you should have those kind of reactions to, then who else are you going to have the reaction to? And also at the same time, they're the only person that is there for you in every sense of the word like i I don't condone it i'm not saying it's okay but i definitely understand how that could happen just like what yeah i I completely understand and i I couldn't fucking imagine living through something like that like just no i mean they were up there since when like they're for four years almost three years and i will say i thought they were up there longer no it was like three years okay um the movies do not do it justice. I would totally suggest reading the books. They're page turners. They're full of drama and filth and whatever, but they're amazing. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. I know um, that's off subject, the Lord. Way off subject, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, my guilty pleasures are Twilight and Hunger Games. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because I was wondering, just wondering. But okay. I, will, I will say my copy of Flowers in the Attic, the book is a uh, first print and it was my mom's and i have kept it ever since whenever she got it when i was like seven or eight and i still have that original copy like it's i've read that book i would say that book and then the shining are the two books i've read more than any other book but flowers in the attic would be number one see and i kind of want to read the show we just watched the shining um not too long ago with um our niece well her niece but well, I guess it's our niece. We're married. Caitlin. Exactly. I don't know if you know who Caitlin is. Uh, but, um, Jace, is it Jason's daughter? Jason's kid. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
anyways, um, we watched The Shining with her because we watched Ready Player One, which made the oh, reference yeah. of The Shining there. So she's like, let's watch The Shining. So we did that. And it's like, I almost want to read the book because I know um, um, Stephen King was not very happy with the movie. So he it's like, not. what did the, like, how good is the book then? <laughs> okay. So I will tell you. As a lover of all Stephen King things, and especially The Shining, it's my all-time favorite book of his, and in my top five all-time five, all favorite books. Um, okay. I would say Flowers in the Attic is number one, and Shining is number two, honestly. Oh, of wow. All of my favorite okay. books. You have to separate them, because I loved The Shining growing up. I didn't mm-hmm. read it until college, and when I read oh, the okay. book... I was like, what in the fuck did Stanley Kubrick do to this book? Because the movie is really, really good, but it does not even scratch the surface of what the book is. So okay. I, I would say separate them. Think of them as two separate pieces of work, but definitely read The Shining. Oh, my God. Okay. And sleep with a light on. <laughs> now, I know I still need to watch... Um... Dr. Sleep. Oh, it was good. Dr. Sleep did a really good job of incorporating the movie and the book, which okay. I really appreciated because that was basically an impossible task and they managed to pull it off. And I really, really liked it. Um, so, yes, okay. uh, please read The Shining. I okay. actually have a copy I could probably mail to you because I have like five or six copies of that book, different versions. Well, I'll probably just. Um... To be honest with you, probably see about doing like an ebook just because it's easier to go to work and stuff like that. Yeah. And- or if you get the audiobook, um, it's narrated by what is his name? His last name is Scott, and he's an actor, not like a big time actor. Anyway, the audiobook is really good. Like the narration okay. is good. So you could you know how sometimes narrators are like, Yeah, I don't want to listen to that. Um, mm-hmm. the the audiobook is good. So, uh, what are we on? Number two? We are on number... Yeah, for you, number yes. two. Yes, okay. So, uh, sorry, big sidebar, peeps, but that's what you signed up for when you listen to this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Okay. My number two is the 1992 Oscar winner, The Silence of the Lambs. Which is a good movie, too. It's a phenomenal movie and was the first horror movie to win a Best Picture Oscar. Although there's definitely debate on whether it's a horror movie or a thriller, but see, I'm more, I don't know. To me, it's, it's more of a thriller. It's psychological horror, I guess. Um, yeah. I, I, I think like it, an American psycho thing. Right. I think it was more on the horror side than other thrillers before it because it had so much i mean it had a serial killer basically so mm-hmm. yes it's a thriller but also you've got the aspect of there's somebody in the movie that's killing people so it's also a horror movie True. Um, yeah so jonathan demi director just freaking amazing um and it's based on the book by thomas harris and there's a whole series which is good uh basically you have clarice starling who is an FBI trainee and she gets called up to the big leagues basically by her boss who I personally think had a crush on her. Cause he, 
He was professional, but also seemed a little kind of pervy, like he liked her, but also then later he'd be like, I'm really proud of you. So I never quite got a grasp on that relationship, but whatever the reason, he saw something in her. Scott Glenn. Amazing. Oh, okay. Um, so he basically calls her up and says, hey. Um, so at the beginning, she's basically being used as a pawn, which she doesn't know, but he does. He's like, oh, she's a young, pretty girl. We're going to send her in to talk to Hannibal Lecter and she's going to win him over. But she doesn't have it or she doesn't know that she has an agenda. Um, and after that, once she talks to him, it's like this cat and mouse game between the two of them while also trying to catch this killer who is killing women and taking their skin. So, yeah, it's it's an amazing movie. You know, obviously her and Hannibal Lecter have this kind of tit for tat relationship and kind of a, you know, like she wants to like him and she wants to care about him. But at the same time, he's a vicious cannibal who Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love the end when he gets, he escapes and he's gone and she's like, he won't come after me. I don't know how to explain it, but he would just consider that rude. (laughs) Which is just so funny because he's like this like high class guy, but he's also a person who eats other humans. So yeah, it, doesn't she call him or does he call her at the end? He calls her. Yeah, okay, because he's like yeah, because he's away. Yeah, he calls her when she's at her graduation. He's like, don't bother trying to trace it, and don't come after me, and I won't come after you. And then you know the movies that follow kind of go more into that, but he helps her catch this killer and she does. And mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it's such a good friggin' movie. Like I just, I Anthony know, Hopkins I does so many weird roles though. Yeah. But he's so good. Like and he's good at being a creeper and a bad he, guy. He really he's so is. good at it. Have you seen the movie with him and Ryan Gosling? Oh, what's it called? Yes. Um, Oh, not shattered. Um, uh, but you know what I'm talking about, where he's the yeah. lawyer and Ryan Gosling's the lawyer and Fracture. That's what Fracture. It's called. Yes, that's why I said what oh. I say. Unfracture or something. I, I don't yeah. know, but yeah, it was a one word. Oh my god, that movie! It's such a mind fuck. Like, and then at the end, when spoiler, when he actually what does a pull the plug on his wife yeah and then he gets him <laughs> like that he was a separate charge now it's murder yeah. <laughs> i <Yeah>. love it <laughs> yeah that was mind blown right there i was like oh i fucking got him <laughs> i know i was too i was like how is he gonna get him and then that i just didn't even see that coming so that that was good yep yeah <laughs> anthony hopkins i think will always kind of serve in everyone's mind as hannibal lecter you know mm-hmm. Even though he's done a million great movies, but Silence of the Lambs is just golden. It's it's stands the test of time, and it is just everything you want in a, a thriller kind of movie. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, well, we know what my number one is, so uh, let's see <laughs> what yours is first. <laughs> so, my number one, I mean, I kind of base this on... Anytime it's on, I could watch it. I could pop it in right now and be full attentive to it. So many great actors. I just, I could talk about it for a while. 
And this is the Oscar or the Best Picture winner of 2007, The Departed. Yes. Okay. I mean, you got Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, Alec Baldwin, Martin Sheen, Vera for whatever, whatever her last name is. Um, uh, <laughs> Who? Uh, Vera, uh, the uh, girl that Far- plays Far- Farmiga, Farmiga. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but yeah. you know, but yes, it's just it's it's a great movie. Um, yeah, it's for so those good. that you guys have never seen it. Leo is an FBI agent, and he's an undercover FBI agent, um, working for Jack Nicholson, who owns or who is a mobster. Give right. or take, yeah. Matt Damon was brought up by Jet Nicholson as basically like a son and got into the police academy and then works for the FBI. So you got a mole in <laughs> the mafia <laughs> and a mole in the FBI. Yeah. And it, it's insane because it's like a mole and then inside a mole, like a different mole mm-hmm. inside. Like what? Yeah, it's so good. And then that ending, when you find out, spoiler alert, just huge spoiler <laughs> alert, when you find out that Jet Nicholson was an informant for the FBI this whole yeah. time. That movie is so good. And, it really is. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio deserved the Oscar for that, just like he did for so many other movies. And mm-hmm. thank God he finally won it for The Revenant. He was like the Susan Yeah, Lucci He had to get Oscars. mauled by a bear, though, to get it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, I know that was the running joke, but he was like (laughs) Susan Lucci, like nominated every single year and never won. But yeah, Mm -hmm. he's, you know, again, wow. Another actor that I just don't think he's done anything bad. Um, Unless you ask George, we watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and George thought that movie was absolute shit. I didn't. I liked it. I liked it, but it was was not a typical Quentin Tarantino movie. I wouldn't watch it multiple times, but mm-hmm. I liked it for what it was and appreciated it. But George was just like, what the fuck did we just watch? That movie had no point. And I was just <laughs> like, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, The Departed. And I think if don't quote me, but most of the main cast dies except for Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I yeah, think that-, that is well, and except for Vera, too. Yeah. That movie is so good. But You're right. And it's just it, it, as so many elements. Like yes. so many elements in the story. And it's like all kind of layered where, you know, it's not just about one guy versus one guy. There's all these different characters and how they feed into each other. And it's like the Matt Damon character, you almost kind of feel bad for him, but then you don't. But you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say so. I had two for my honorable mention, and The Departed was one of them. Okay. So since you named it, I'll go with my other one. But yes, The Departed almost made my list. It is okay. a Eight. fantastic movie. Yeah, I kind of just do it, or just put my number one as like, what could I watch over and over, not get bored, right. pop in right now, watch, and yeah, The Departed would be. Yeah, I agree. It's amazing. So. We know your number one. Yeah, my number one is obviously Titanic. Um, Uh, You didn't say the. It's not the. (laughs) It's just Titanic. I got it right. Screw you. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie came out when I was 18. And I was starting my freshman year in college. I saw it three times in the theater, which 
up until then, there hadn't really been a movie in the theater that was that long. Like, yeah, it's three it, hours, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And now movies are typically close to three hours long. But back then, that was like, holy shit, three hours. I saw it three times and I was cried. there intermission? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember when it came out on video, standing in line at Blockbuster at night, waiting to get it at midnight. And it was a two. <laughs> Two cassette, uh, two VHS sets. So you did get an intermission with that. You watch VHS type number one, and then it stopped, and then you would get to number two. Uh, okay. And yes, I actually I remember, remember exactly that. where it stopped. Do you really? Where did I it do. stop at? It, okay, so I'm 99.9% sure it stopped where they catch, where she and Jack go back to her cabin and... Jack gets taken away, and then bam, and then the next one starts with Billy Zane slapping her in the face. Oh, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's where that's where it broke. But um, I do remember standing in line waiting to buy that on VHS. <laughs> yeah, not many movies back then were two tapes long. Exactly, Gone with the Wind was. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I remember having that. I think... Okay, I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. For Titanic, I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's the love story. You're you're enchanted by the whole story that is Titanic, this beautiful ship with all these people. But you also, like, not that I say I want to feel sorry for rich people, but you also get a glimpse of that life because that's how that was. Women were not allowed to speak or talk or stand up or do anything they were to be seen and not heard to be dutiful wives and you know arranged marriages were still kind of a thing especially you know their family they've lost all their money they've got to marry into this rich family and this i mean what 17 year old girl has this entire family on her shoulders and if she doesn't marry this guy that makes her skin crawl they're gonna lose everything like I just, you know, when she wants to jump off the back of the boat, I could almost understand that, you know? Yeah, and, they were kind of uh, like Stepford wives. Yeah, I mean, I I could understand someone of her spirit being like, I can't live my life like this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Jack comes in and they, you know, fall in love in a ridiculously short amount of time, blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> Okay, I just want to say, when you said fall in love, you kind of emphasized the F, and I thought you were going to say fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> which, yeah, basically, which, which do. <laughs> he gives her her first orgasm, and she realizes he's the love of her life. There you go. <laughs> um, I will say one thing about Titanic. So after I watched it, anytime I ever started dating a guy, and we had been on a few dates. That was my first uh, kind of like judging point or like uh-huh. scale. If I were with this guy, would he have been able to get me off the Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's terrible, but you want to be with a Jack. You don't want to be with a whatever the hell his name was. You want to be with somebody that's smart and is going to say, we got to stay on this boat until the very end. We got to do this. We got to do that. And anytime I ever dated somebody, I was like, is he a Jack or is he a Cal? That was his name. And I know that's, that's weird, but 
cow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be with a cow. I want to be with a jack. So there you go. <laughs> Was a, a good judge of character for me after that movie. Nice. <laughs> and if you ever need to just fucking cry like somebody just stabbed you in the heart, there you go. <laughs> that or the notebook. Yes. Oh my God. The notebook. Ugly crying all the time. And Selena. Yes. A watch remember gets me too. Oh, yeah. Anything Nicholas Sparks, you know you're gonna just going to, yep. you know you need a whole box of tissues for that. So, all right. So what do you have for your honorable mention? The Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, 1977 Oscar winner, Rocky. Ooh, good one. Yep. So good. They said that Stallone couldn't do it and he did it. <laughs> He did. <laughs> he, what was it, directed, produced, and starred? Yep. No, he didn't. Okay, apparently he didn't direct it. I thought he directed oh. it. I know he produced and starred in it. And wrote it. That's right. I was impressed that he was able to make such a yeah. big, tough boxer guy look so vulnerable. Like, I thought his acting was really, really good, how he portrayed Rocky as a man. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. of course, Carl um, Weathers did great as Apollo oh, Creed. Yeah. Oh, Apollo. I Sorry. know. <laughs> Thinking forward to Rocky IV. I mean, don't go there. <laughs> I mean, these Creed movies are great, too. I don't know if you've seen them. I haven't. I'd like to, but I haven't seen them yet. And I don't want people to say, you know, I haven't because it's just a rip off of Rocky. But, I mean, it's really, it's really good. It's Apollo Creed's son. And. Yeah. It. It, I mean, they're really good. Stallone's still in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> but. Yeah. Polly was hilarious, of course. Right. <laughs> no, Rocky. Rocky is good. And, and I think that the thing that gets you about Rocky is that. You don't expect him to lose. Like this movie yeah. builds you up to this guy from, you know, the middle of nowhere and works his way up and he becomes this big boxer and he's so inspiring and he loses like when i first saw it i was like what the fuck why did you make me watch this like all i feel now is disappointment you're expecting a happy ending but yes it was happiness within itself that he lasted and yeah and he's still adrian i did it and he's like so like you know their their love is so pure that it just melts my heart I just love it. The only thing that got me in there that I had to laugh was the whole, I forget who was in the car, but Rocky was talking to him in the car and they're like, is she retarded? Take her to the zoo. That's where you take all retarded people. And then what does he do? He takes her to the zoo. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, really? Yeah. That that was kind of terrible. Yeah. But, but she uh, she was definitely like this, you know, like so sheltered and had nothing, you know, no idea of anything. And mm-hmm. they just found each other and they got each other without even really saying much. Like, I just, yeah. That part where he takes her glasses off and they kiss. And it's just, oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> he would pretty much do anything for Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. 
And honestly, Rocky Four is my favorite. Like it, it just so was that so the, good. Um, that's Mr. the Russia D? one. No, that's oh. Rocky Three. That one was good too. They're all good. I mean, I thought Rocky Two was Rocky Two is Rocky where 4? he beats Apollo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Ro- Rocky Four was the Russia one. Yeah, Rocky Two, he fights See, Apollo again and beats him. Then Rocky Three, he fights Mr. T, and then Rocky Four is the I'll, Russia guy it's who Rocky kills five Apollo. That I hated. Oh God, that movie sucked balls. <laughs> okay, because that was like the God, street fight was one, wasn't it? Terrible. Yeah, wasn't I, that like the street? Okay. Like, why do we want to? I mean, I get it. Okay, he got with the wrong investor, and the guy stole all his money, and now he's back in the Bronx or Brooklyn or wherever he's from, and you know, living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't want to see that. Like, yeah, that's just me being a brat, but I was like, man, come on. Even Rocky deserves Rocky, better than that. <laughs> even Rocky Balboa was better than Rocky five. And see, I didn't watch that one either. I was just kind of, oh, like, that was Meh. good. Okay. Now, if you liked Rocky four with, um, the Russian, basically Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren, um, you would like the Creed you series because in Creed two, Apollo Creed's son faces Dolph Lundgren's son. Nice. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. And that, I'm not going to get spoilers for that, but that was good tension. And that was a great movie. (laughs) Okay. Because it does have Dolph Lundgren in it too again. Okay. Yeah. Do we get Bridget, what's her face that used to be uh, Sylvester Stallone's lover? What's her name? Bridget Nielsen? The girl that was uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren's wife, she was uh, Sylvester Stallone's girlfriend. That's how she got in that movie. Oh, I know there is a, I don't know, because I know his wife is in that, Dolph Lundgren's character's wife, or ex-wife by that, because she left him after that fight. Oh, yeah, she did. Of course she she did, dumb bitch. She isn't. (laughs) She isn't. Nice. Nice. Okay. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, she out. she apparently yeah. Because that's what he forces on his son. Like your mom left us because of blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> Which but. I kind of felt sorry for Drago because he was he was programmed. He wasn't a real person. He was programmed by his trainer and by the Russian government and by his wife. Mm-hmm. Like he. I mean, he killed a man. I don't feel sorry for him, but I do kind of feel bad for him, too, because he didn't know any other way. That's just how he was programmed. Yeah. He was like a robot. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I know that was good. But anyway, so okay. your honorable mention. So I had two, like I said, and um, crap. Oh, my gosh. I've had too much wine. Uh, the Departed was one of them. So the other one is Parasite, which was the 2020 Oscar winner before we all got fucked over by COVID. (laughs) So that was a mind fuck. Parasite is, yeah, a total mind fuck. Like, so I have not traditionally been big on foreign language movies. Like reading subtitles to me just feels like a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But this one was actually pretty easy to read and follow and it was just i mean first of all it you know obviously it's giving you a glimpse into korean lifestyle of certain people or whatever um which i appreciate because it's just not what we're used to but i mean oh my god this story like 
this family living in this little basement and they have these terrible jobs and they can't pay their bills. And then one of them goes to be a, like a, I don't know, a nanny or a, a au pair housekeeper or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then just like kind of tears apart this family. Yeah. Tears apart. (laughs) Tears apart their house. And like, (laughs) um, Okay, they go away and then um they come back and she's kind of had what what does she like have people over or something and then oh. doesn't isn't the whole family over or lives over there for a little bit yes yeah so the whole family is there and then they they find out that is it oh my gosh i have to i have to think about this because there's the lady that was like the former housekeeper mm-hmm. and then her husband lives in the basement and she's like taking care of him, but she gets fired or whatever. <laughs> it's just so the whole movie is so insane. Like I, it, there's no way to explain it. You just honestly have to watch it. Like, And if you guys are skeptical about watching a movie with subtitles, it, you eventually forget that you're actually reading it. That's true. You, you really actually do. sink into it. It's that you really good. do. Yeah. I I honestly, but so the thing is, I'm a fast reader, so I kind of, I would like to sit with somebody who is a, well, actually, that's not true, because I did. I watched it with someone, not not George, but a, a former co-worker who is a slower reader than me, and she had no problem keeping up with it either, so. They, yeah, they did good about keeping it on the screen long enough. It's intense, and my boss, who is Korean, said that it was translated almost perfectly. She said, because I asked her, I was like, did they really translate that to English, like word for word? And she said, pretty much. So you don't have to worry that what they're saying is not what you're really getting. That's Um, awesome. And I'm sorry, because I know that was like a really messed up, like you have no idea what this movie's about, but there's there's just no way to explain what this movie's Mm -hmm. about, but it is just freaking good. Mm-hmm. I I would say the theme is about lower class versus upper class and kind of how, you know, um class doesn't really mean very much, but you just have to watch it. I loved I kinda it. Kind of got like a get out vibe. Yes, a that little, too. Yes, yes. To kind of give you guys a sense of how it feels. Yeah, the definitely the the cinematic elements are very much like get out. And trying to get George to watch it, and he won't watch it, and it's making me mad, but whatever. Damn it, George. Just go up to him and be like, the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my point. I gave you the Patriot, or not the Patriot, or whatever. <laughs> Jackass. Uh, don't, the, no. the moral of that story is don't be weak. Don't give in. Yeah. I don't care how cute they are. I don't care if you have to go home with them. I don't care if you have to withhold sex. Do not give in. (laughs) That's the moral of the story. Damn it. Be a winner. Don't be a loser. (laughs) Uh, Unless you want to make your life happy, then I guess be a a compromiser. Well, all right. So that was good. And we were right with our one in common. Um, I figured Titanic would be on your list, even though you were pretty young when it came out. I, d- I feel like you and I have that sort of that kind of movie <laughs> love in common. So I figured mm-hmm. that 
that you would have the same love for Titanic that I have. So I am um, not a very masculine guy. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't think that that's a bad thing or that we even need to judge by that. Like, no. I, I kind of wish we it's would stop judging by that. Damn it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can crimp my hair if I want to. Damn it. Shut up. <laughs> so what if i wax my entire body and i listen to elton john on replay and i drink cosmopolitans i'm still a man fuck yeah (laughs) i honestly don't care and honestly i wish you know if i ever if i had had a son i would have raised him to be more conscious and sensitive and not you know keeping with necessarily gender stereotypes so we yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I work 40 plus hours a week, just like my husband does. And it is not up to me to clean the whole house and make dinner every fucking night. Hello, George. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Testing, testing. <laughs> just saying. So, yeah. No, I figured Titanic <laughs> would be the one we had in common. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate how sensitive See. you are because we were simpatico that way. So I like it. And I thought, um, and I knew it was like a a way out there, but I thought A Beautiful Mind might be on yours, but. It's a good one, and I like it. It just didn't make, you know, my top. Um, I mean, I had, I had a pretty decent list. I mean, um, Argo, that was another one of my. That was number eight for me. Yeah. Um, Spotlight was was number seven. Yeah. Um, Gladiator. That was the one that I was like, you don't have any more Russell Crowe movies? Like Gladiator was almost there. Yeah. The uh, Million Dollar Baby was nine and The Godfather was ten. I had The Godfather part two. Oh, okay. And then because I like it better than the first one. And then Rain Man. I mean, I did like The Godfather. Maybe I should have but I forgot. I love Robert De Niro, and that was like a prequel. Or no, that wasn't really a prequel. That was kind it's of like both. going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a prequel and a sequel, which I like. And um, three was just yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Rain it's, Man. It's a Rocky Five. <laughs> Rain Man made out my top ten. Oh, I didn't even think about Rain Man. I mean, I saw it on the list, but I. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good movie too. God, Rain Man is good. Okay. So if you haven't seen Crash, I would recommend watching it. The only thing I would preface it with is you have to be prepared to feel uncomfortable because you will feel uncomfortable. I think I've seen it once, but I don't Okay. Doesn't that have Hillary Swink in it? No. Uh okay. Sandra Bullock. Oh, it's um, Sandra Bullock that I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. It is such a good movie and it was it was and is still very relevant. But um yeah, Sandra Bullock, Tandy Newton, Don Cheadle, um what the crap is his name? Um oh crap, I forgot his was name. Was it Matt Dillon? Matt Dillon, thank you. That's who I was trying to think yeah. of. <laughs> um but yes, you it, as a white person and especially a white male you will feel uncomfortable but that's the point oh it's like a american history act movie 
Not no no no. It's not that bad. It's okay. not that bad. No. <laughs> That's like a once a year, maybe once every two yeah, years. Yeah. No, maybe. I I've watched that movie once and I can never watch it again. That was all like it. It that was all I could take of that. It's powerful. It no definitely, and I think but people should not. watch it. But it is not for the faint of heart. No. Crash isn't like that. It's not like in your face blatant curb stomps. No, it is not. A, oh fuck. <laughs> I swear to God, I almost vomited. I did not. Oh, okay. Stop. I can't. I can't. Oh, my okay. God. Okay. Anyway, sorry. That is like the one thing I can't talk about. Anyway. Okay. Crash is one of those movies that's like it's the intertwining stories. Kind of like, you know, like Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve, but not funny. Better. <laughs> yeah. Not funny. But all yeah. the stories intertwine, but it's very much about Los Angeles, about racism, about it's but it will make you feel extremely uncomfortable not not in a violent way necessarily but in a like you'll cringe for sure but it's powerful and i would suggest everybody watch it okay i've only seen it once that was all i could take but it it has stayed it has stayed with me like the parts that made me super uncomfortable i could still tell you word for word what they are so that's how good it is Okay, I will have so, to get yeah. a shot. And it just has a lot of things you don't see coming. It's a, it's totally a drama, but um, yeah, it, it's just really good. It definitely deserved that that best picture for sure. Nice. So yeah, and we'll see if the best picture winner for this year, if we have one, actually oh. deserves the title. Yeah, I mean, not not to say it was even in the running because I know it wasn't, but I'm still pissed about Halloween Kills not coming out. I'm just like I I was I'm looking about, so forward to it. I'm mad about a lot of things that haven't come out. I'm mad about a lot of things in general, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then at least a lot of the DC. Well, a lot of the what is it the? Is it the Warner Brother movies? Yeah, I think a lot of the Warner Brother movies are coming out on HBO Max now. Yeah, that's what I heard and. So I'm just going to go on the record for saying that if movie theaters become a thing of the past, I will be devastated. Oh, me too. Going to the movies is, yeah, in my top five most joyous things to do in my life. I I, mean, I got to have popcorn every time I go. Yeah. That's that's a must. Um, I, I just... Yeah, theater, and I, movie. I remember the days of standing outside the theater for hours to get a ticket to a movie just to make sure you were the first one to see it. Now you can buy everything online. Like, you yeah. guys didn't wait three hours to see Twilight. I did. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I I remember that too. I remember. Um, so when I worked at the theater, a lot of times we would Wednesday night we would. Um, run the reel because we had reels back then when yeah. I was at the theater but we would so go fun. ahead and pre-screen it before the day of before it actually came out on Thursday right and then back then the first screening wasn't till like Thursday late night yeah like midnight and Friday was the actual release day now it's like Thursday's the release day then Friday yeah and there's there's just nothing like sitting in a theater. I mean, I, I remember watching Jurassic Park. So I'm I'm old people. So um, Robin Hood came out 
and that was like the first like surround sound the robin hood prince of thieves okay and then jurassic park came out and that was like the first thx dolby digital like full theater surround sound experience which is I a great movie to do I that. am not joking. There was a part in Jurassic Park where I literally jumped out of my seat and screamed, and that had never happened to me in a theater before. And I was like, "Damn, this wouldn't have happened to me if I watched this at home." Like, <laughs> I just and I, I remember the exact part and the exact moment, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> no matter what, I mean, unless you're like rich, you're not gonna get that IMAX sound or that Dolby right. Atmos sound. Um, in your home, in a common home, right? You're not. And there's just something about experiencing a movie with other people when nobody mm-hmm. else has seen it, and it's like a really great movie. Like I remember watching Independence Day in the theater, and it was on July 3rd when it came out, and the whole theater just started clapping and screaming at the end. Like you just don't. That experience of sharing that with other people is so special it, it, to it, me. I know like, that's cheesy, but it's special. Just like an end game when, and this is just because yeah. the most recent thing when Cap actually gets a hold of Thor's hammer, Meowmer. Yeah, um, it's just that, like, oh, in the theater, it's like, all right, this is cool. It like builds you up. Yeah, I mean, when you when you do that at home, it's like, yeah, that's cool. But when you realize that all the other strangers around you that you don't even know, you're all sharing the same, like, oh my god, experience. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. I love I, that. And if we can't do that again, I will just be crushed. Me too. I I hope it doesn't become like a nostalgia thing. I know. I mean. I just, yeah. The pandemic has sucked. I am so just devastated about all the people that have died, all the people that have gotten sick and businesses that have been hurt and whatever, mm-hmm. like all of that. But honestly, movie theaters are my thing that I just need to come back. Like I will do whatever I can. And Alamo Draft House, actually, for anybody in the Texas region, if you've ever been to Alamo Draft House, they are the tits they're amazing they show old movies they show new movies they do movie parties they give you props they do music video parties they do sing-alongs and quote-alongs like anything you could want in a movie theater they do it and they have been fundraising to try to reopen so if anybody wants to donate i would say do that because alamo draft house is it's a it's a very special movie experience beyond just like you know, going to watch a movie. I've done, you know, uh, my friends and I have gone to a few like parties there where they just, they just show, they just show music videos. Like we went to one that was um, 90s uh, pop princesses and it was two hours of like Britney and Christina and just all these (laughs) videos and you just get to dance and sing and have fun. And then George and I went and watched Clue and they gave you props. And so like, and they had a themed menu. So it'd be like, oh, when somebody hits so-and-so with the wrench, you have to pick up your wrench and hit the person next to you. And like, I, I don't know. It's just fun. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Movie theaters. Oh, They need to stay. I mean, there's walking in there, smelling that popcorn. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it, it. it's good for the soul. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I agree. Like movie theater popcorn just, 
makes my heart feel like special. And as much as I've tried to mimic it here, you, you can't. just can't. <laughs> you can't. And we even have a popcorn machine and it still doesn't replicate it. It's just, yeah, you can't do it. So I've been at the movie theater or I mean, I've worked at a movie theater before, so I know what they use, but it's still just, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do they use? So they use, um, their oil is, um, uh, buttered coconut butter, which you can buy off of Amazon. Um, they basically use that to pop the kernels along with some popcorn salt in there. And then of course you just have, I mean, that's a, that's exactly what we use to pop the popcorn. So do they use real butter or do they use like that butter you buy at the store, like the popcorn butter? So for, to put on top the popcorn? Yeah. Because I've tried it with real butter and it makes it soggy. Yeah. That's the whole point of the oiled flavor. Um, the buttered flavor oil topping is so because the oil doesn't make it coats the popcorn and you get that butter flavor, but doesn't make it soggy, whereas butter does make it soggy. So no theater, as far as I know, uses real butter to put on popcorn. So it's when they ask if you want butter, oil. OK, so it's butter. Yeah. OK. So when they mm-hmm. ask if you want butter, it's similar to the same stuff you can buy in the store, right? The popcorn Correct. Butter? Yeah. It's okay. just literally buttered flavored oil. Okay. It's just it's still so when not you the get, same. Yeah. When you get a hold of that, like popcorn, it's still crisp. It's not soggy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you for coming on with me. I had a lot of fun. And uh, here's to the Oscars. Cheers to the award show we're not going to get to have and text over and swoon over. And, and cheers to whoever hell wins best picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, yeah, I don't even know. It's just, COVID's going to win ugh. Best Picture. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, it's uh, what's that, what was that movie called? Sp- Songbird? Songbird can win Best Picture. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet because it's too terrifying to me, but yeah. Me neither. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. And okay. thanks to everybody for listening. Have a good night. And thank you. And bye, Matthew. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.